Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, Please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was behind. He was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot, the devil jumped upon a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. Anybody know that song? I know we're in Chicago in Lincoln Park, but okay. Devil went down to Georgia, right? Classic. Well, I don't know if it's true, by the way. Maybe, maybe it is. Many people in Georgia probably would tell you that's absolutely true. Uh, but the devil did go down to the Garden of Eden, right? In the Garden of Eden, the devil comes and, uh, I don't know about fiddle playing, but he finds man and woman, Adam and Eve, and he comes to uh, claim a soul, as you will, right? And he tests them and he tempts them to leave God, right? And what does he do? If you think about it, what was it that caused Eve, in the midst of this wonderful garden, any food she wanted, she could have. She could only refrain. She only had to refrain from that one tree. What made her take that fruit? Yeah. It was good? Is that what you said? Okay, I'm gonna hear, I need to hear you. I was surprised someone's actually talking. I like it. Yes. The snake did. Very good. Thank you. I like it. All right. The snake did. What did the snake say? You can be like God. What ultimately worked for Eve was that she, that uh, he got her to think that she was not happy with her identity as a child of God. Does that make sense? You, 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 it's nice that you're in the garden, you're a child of God, my goodness, this shall be great. But the snake made her think that she's not happy, she shouldn't be satisfied, and wanted her to be someone else, right? You can be like God. That's what did it, right? That's basically what the snake said. If you really are a child of God, what, God, he actually said God's hiding something from you. God's keeping something away from you. He actually says this to her. And she takes it. Adam, he was sitting in the lounge chair watching the lions or something. I don't know what he was doing, but... Uh, that's what worked, right? So the devil goes down to Georgia. No, he goes down to the uh, Garden of Eden, looking for a soul of steel, gets Adam and Eve. And from there on, their life was misery, and humankind's life is misery. As we doubt our identity, we're not happy with God. We want to be God, right? And here we are. So God sends a second Adam. That's actually what Christmas is. Christmas is God taking on our flesh because Adam and Eve screwed it up in the garden. And so do we. And so God sends Jesus. And that's why he takes on flesh. He literally becomes the next Adam. Paul calls him the second Adam. And so he comes to do what Adam failed at doing, what humankind fails at doing, what you and I fail at doing. He came to correct it in our genes, one might even say. In our DNA, he takes on flesh and makes right humankind. That's what Christmas is all about. So here he is in the wilderness. And remember, before he went out here, 
um, he was baptized, right, in the River Jordan. And when he was baptized, what did God say? The heavens opened up and God said, this is my son whom I love, right? And then just last Sunday, we heard at Transfiguration Sunday, the heavens open up and God says, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. You see, Satan has us in Adam and Eve. He won that. Adam and Eve failed the test, and we fail the test when it comes to being children of God, obedient children of God. What about Jesus? Is he going to fail the test? And so that's why in the Old Testament, you don't see Satan for the most part. Oh, I guess he comes out once. Job. It's the same sort of test if you think about it, right? The test was, is Job going to reject God because he suffers, right? Otherwise, that you don't see Satan. Why? Because Satan won. He had Adam and Eve. He had their children. He was good. So he doesn't appear much. So when Jesus comes on the scene, he shows up. Because Christ has come to win people back. So here he is in the, in, the, uh, in the wilderness, in the testing. Take a look at that. Chapter 4 of Luke. Um, chapter 4, verse, verse 1, starts right out uh, with it. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. And, and notice that too. Jesus was not just hanging out and by chance the devil comes. The Spirit actually leads Jesus into the wilderness to be tested. So this is a part of Jesus' job. It wasn't just to die on the cross, but it was to be Adam for us, to be you for you, to pass the test that we fail at. So Christ is led by the Spirit out to the wilderness, and he's there for 40 days, and that's where we get the 40 days for Lent, because in the Bible, 40 days, 40 years is often a time of preparation before something great. And Jesus is in the wilderness for 40 days, he comes out, and he begins his ministry at that point. And so he's there for 40 days. He's not eating at all. He's starving. I can't go 40 minutes without eating. That's not true. Close, though. Um, so he's hungry and he's weak. You got to remember this. He's God and he's purposely going without. He is weakened. He is suffering on purpose. He doesn't have to, but he is. And so Satan comes out and tempts him, just like he did Eve. If you are the son of God, real simple, turn these stones into bread. Why are you hungry if you really are the son of God? See, Satan wants Jesus, just like he wanted Adam and Eve, and just like he wants you, to doubt your identity, to observe your surroundings, your circumstance, and distrust what God says about you, right? And so Jesus is the son of God, but Satan wants him to doubt it. He got Eve to doubt it and not be happy with being a child of God or creation of God, make her want more. What about Jesus? Why be happy starving? Why are you fasting? You're God. Or maybe you're not. He's playing a mind game with him. And Jesus responds, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that falls from the mouth of God. That's all we need. In the end, that's all we need. Are the words of God, the promises of God. 
that we are forgiven and we will rise again and it'll be okay. That's all you need. You can go without. You can lose your job. You can have a tough life. All you need is God's words because in the end, he's going to raise you up, right? The devil takes Jesus up and shows him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, to you, I will give their glory and all this authority because it's been given over to me. And and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will just worship me, it'll all be yours. Now, people write articles and articles about whether or not the devil can really do this. What is it really? Who cares? He's a liar. Why are we listening to him? (laughs) But the point of this is this. Jesus had come to claim the kingdoms of the world. He has come to get you back, to win people back and God's creation back to him, to make things right. That was why he came. And the devil's saying, I'll just give it to you. You don't need to starve out here, suffer, let alone, quite honestly, I know where you're going. You're going to die on the cross. Like a a moron. For these people. I'll just give it to you. Painlessly. If you just bow down to me. Are you really the son of God? Is this really God's plan? Suffering. For enemies. Jesus responds. It is written. Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. No matter what's going on, no matter how you feel like, no matter how much you're suffering. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. Because it's written, he will command his angels to protect you and you won't hurt your feet, right? And uh, uh, on their hands they will bear you up so that you, you won't dash your foot against the stone. Same sort of thing. If you are the Son of God... And quite honestly, right, if we were, in fact, in junior high, in our 7th, uh, 8th grade class last week, I was asking, you know, if you were God, what would you do? We were talking about this. And uh, one of my favorites there, John Paul, his eyes started twinkling. <laughs> you could know he's like, he's, he actually, I think he said world domination. So watch out for John Paul. <laughs> but honestly, though, if you were God, you wouldn't be suffering. You wouldn't be starving. You'd be eating Twinkies every day and not going, getting weight. That's what we would do. We would do glorious, grand things. We'd build a tower of Babel, right? We would make our name great. We would never suffer. I mean, quite honestly, right? I mean, that's our prayer constantly. To avoid suffering, we would always be happy if we were God. And that's what the devil's saying. If you really are the son of God, you're going to do something awesome. You're going to fly over Jerusalem. They're going to look at you, and they're going to bow down to you. You're going to do amazing things. You're going to do glory, just incredible things that are going to bring you glory. And people are going to be in awe at you because how awesome you are. Because that's what God should do. God should not suffer, feel pain. Jesus responds Jesus responds uh, do not put the Lord your God to the test and when the devil had finished every test he departed from him until an opportune time Jesus succeeded where Adam and Eve 
do not, did not, where the children of Adam and Eve, you and I do not either. Because to be honest, are we not tested in the same way all the time? And it all has to do with our identity. It really does. Who are you? As Christians, we're tested like this, right? Because we're told in baptism, you are sons and daughters of God, right? You're forgiven of all your sins. You're children of God. God loves you, right? We're told this. We cling to those words. But the devil's job is just like Adam and Eve, and that is to get you to doubt that identity and reject that identity. Even though that identity is fantastic. By God's grace, we are, we're, we're going to be okay. Despite our actions and our words and our deeds and our sins, we are forgiven. And we will rise again. It's a great identity. But the devil is constantly saying, are you really the son of God? And he does this in a number of ways. I think one way he does this is sin, obviously, tempts you to sin. Meaning, tempts you to do what you want to do. And now what God wants you to do, right? Because in general, we don't, like Eve, we don't want to be children of, we want to be the dad, like our own kids, right? We want to be in charge. We don't like being under a God. We're just always rejecting that, right? And so the devil's like, are you really a child of God? Why don't you just claim it for yourself? And that's what it means to follow your desire. Doesn't, I mean, God wants you to be happy. You're not happy. You want that thing, go get it. You want revenge on that guy that put you down and took your job from you? Get it. Do anything you can to survive. God wants you to be happy. Not happy with your marriage? Leave it. Pursue your dreams. Follow your desires. This is the American mantra. Under the guise of happiness and that there's something just intuitive. Your desires and your nature, if you just follow it, it's good. It's a lie. That's a lie. Because when you do that, you end up hurting yourself. You end up hurting others. It's always temporary. And you'll always want more. Like we talked about a month ago or so, pursuing happiness always fails and hurts others. So the devil gets us to reject our identity as children under God, and we want to be God. But then when we screw up and we mess up and we sin, Satan's right there too. Are you really a child of God? After you did that, you think God loves you? Are you really a forgiven child of God? You think he's going to welcome you back after you went astray like that? You think Jesus would forgive a sin like that? You can't keep it straight. You keep on falling down every day. You're a believer. You see it, right? Have you heard those whispers? That is the devil lying. Making you question your identity. I love Luther's response. He writes this cool, I I believe it's something like, when the devil comes to you and shows you your sins and tells you that you're not a child of God, you say, yep, I'm a sinner. But I totally and completely find my identity in what God calls me and not who I am and what I look like. I'm a child of God because he says so. I'm forgiven because he says so. Just like Jesus, you throw God's word back at the devil and you cling to those promises of him who made you and him who saved you and baptized you and has and will take care of you. What he says you are is what matters, not what the devil says you are. And finally, I think a temptation of Satan is suffering, just like Jesus. You're not supposed to suffer. 
If God loves you, why are you hurting? If God loves you, why do you have this chronic illness? Why do you have this terminal illness? Why aren't you being healed like so-and-so? Why is so-and-so, whose life seems to be a mess, they're a total jerk, their life is just great. I mean, they're getting everything they want. They never are sick. And why are you sick? And through that suffering, Satan's like, does God really love you? Are you really a child of God? If you are a child of God, surely you wouldn't be suffering. We've all had those tests in our life, haven't we? And we have fallen regularly, haven't we? We have fallen oftentimes. Man, if we were in the wilderness being tested, we would fail every single time, just like Adam and Eve. It is what it is. But thank God Jesus is not in the wilderness to get an A on that test to show you how you too can get an A and fight the devil. The whole point of this wilderness scene is not to show you, oh, Jesus used God's word. I can do that and I'll defeat the devil. That's not what's going on at all. Jesus came to succeed at that test for us, to do it in our place. By proxy, he takes the test and succeeds and gives you the A. Really, that's exactly what happens. Because Jesus will not be thwarted. The devil tempts him here. And the devil, basically, the whole goal of Satan in the wilderness is to stop him from going to that cross. Because he knew that's where he was going. And the next thing you know, you have Peter, right? So Jesus tells the 12 disciples, I'm going to Jerusalem. They're going to kill me. What does Peter say? He starts rebuking Jesus. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. That's the dumbest way you could ever be a savior or even God. To die? And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. And it keeps marching because you can't stop him. He is focused because he's madly in love with you, even his enemies, even people that fail, even people that reject our Lord, like myself. Christ was adamant that he was going to go to that cross to die for you and nothing could stop him. And there he was on the cross. The perfect man. And in him, all of your sins and all your failures put upon him. And in Christ forgiven and three days rose again. Pass that test too. Only to give it to you for free. In Jesus, you pass the test. In Christ, covered by him, you will rise again. You are forgiven. You are a child of God. And brothers and sisters in Christ... Lent ultimately is about through these 40 days. If anything, I hope you discover and remember and find power in that. No matter what the world says about you, no matter what the devil says about you, you can be certain you are God's. We got to do it. Let's look at the uh, last verse of uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia. devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat and he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet and Johnny said devil just come on back if you ever want to try again I told you once you son of a gun I'm the best there's ever been and that's our Lord in Jesus name Amen